to this special episode of the Walshy Naps podcast. I'm Abby Glassenberg, and I am here with a co-host this week, Kristen Link. Hi, Kristen. Hi, Abby. Beyond this podcast and my blog and newsletter and sewing patterns, I am also the co-founder with Kristen of Craft Industry Alliance, a trade association for craft professionals. And next week, we are going to be celebrating our second anniversary. Yay! Yay! (laughs) And so we decided to do a special episode of the podcast as part of our celebration of our second anniversary. And here is what we have planned. So in just a few minutes, we are going to be bringing on four different members of Craft Industry Alliance, or CIA as we like to call it, and they are a pretty diverse group when it comes to the type of craft business that they have, and in that way, I think they're actually really representative of the organization as a whole. Yeah, I can't wait to hear from them. One of the things I'm most proud of um, about our community is the career diversity of our members. We always suspected the sewing maker communities to join because those are our friends and colleagues, but I'm really glad we've also been able to get members from the yarn, paper crafts, ceramics, and jewelry communities. We also have makers, designers, retailers, authors, and teachers. It's really wonderful to see so many people join who are service providers to the craft community. They're photographers, copy editors, graphic designers, accountants, and lawyers who make their living by working with craft professionals. It's been really helpful and wonderful to have them involved in our organization. Totally. It's been one of the highlights for me is also just stretching my understanding of how the business works and how the industry works as a larger whole. You know, coming from a sewing background, I've learned so much about knitting and about crochet in the yarn industry, and then more recently about paper crafts and jewelry, and it's been wonderful. And as you said, we have so much more in common. So that's been really neat. And also, I love that there are graphic designers and photographers and photo stylists and lawyers and copywriters in there because... um, so often we need somebody to help us in our business. And it's it's like, where do you go to find people? How do you know somebody is good and, and is really in tune with what crafters need, you know? And so I think that's something that Craft Industry Alliance is really great at providing for our members. So yeah, and they, and they specialized in the craft community. So, you know, they just love the craft industry. So that that's how they're making their living is specializing working with um, crafters. Yeah. And like a lot of them, you know, they are, they design knitwear and they're a lawyer. So there's somebody who really gets it. (laughs) They understand Ravelry. They understand your business and what it is that you need when you're talking about, you know, coming up with a takedown notice because somebody's stolen your intellectual property. You know, they get it. Um, They get you're a business of one, you know, or you have just a few employees and a fairly small budget, but you still need these particular legal services, for example. So I just think that's so valuable. And um, when we were coming up with the concept and the structure for Craft Industry Alliance way back when, um, and we, you know, one of the things that you and I felt strongly about was that our membership should really include a lot of different types of businesses. So a lot of different areas of craft, because we felt like, you know, our commonalities are so much greater than our differences. Right. Well, this is our, you said this is our two year anniversary, but really this is our three year anniversary of working together because you and I started um, with this concept about a year before we actually launched. And um, I remember during that year, we interviewed so many people um, 
And we really confirmed what we suspected is that even if you're a yarn dyer and I'm a quilt pattern designer, our jobs are very similar. We still have to do accounting. We still have to understand and work at social media marketing. We still have to make sure our businesses are legal and solvent. Um, and also mem many members of the craft community, no matter what sector they're in, they're teaching, they're writing books, they're recording podcasts and so on. So those are all issues that we talk about in uh, Craft Industry Alliance in our journal and on our forums and so on. Absolutely. And bringing all those people together, new and interesting relationships develop too, which is really neat. So some neat synergies there. So, okay, we're going to get ready now to bring on our very first guest. And then after we have had a chance to talk with her, we'll delve a little bit deeper into exactly what membership in Craft Industry Alliance includes. So first up, we're talking with Craft Industry Alliance member, Kate McKean. Here's Kate. To kick things off, we are going to talk to Kate McKean, who is a Craft Industry Alliance member. And Kate has been a literary agent for over a decade with the Howard Moreham Literary Agency, and she represents authors of all stripes. She has sold over 40 craft books in her career and lives in Brooklyn with her husband and daughter. So Kate McKean, welcome. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, it's great to have a chance to talk with you. And so why don't you just start by telling us a little bit about what it is that you do? Because I know, you know, people hear, oh, a literary agent and, you know, you sell craft books. What does that even mean? So what, tell us a little bit about sort of what your day-to-day -day job is like. Sure. Yeah, nobody knows what a literary agent is. Um, and and I, I kind of put it in a couple of terms. For crafters, like when I talk to a lot of crafters, I say I make books, which is only kind of half true. I kind of make books happen. Um, but larger, sometimes I say I'm like an actor's agent, but for books. It's my job to represent the author. Um, and I do represent a lot of crafters and go to publishers with their ideas and say, hey, do you want to give this person money <laughs> for their ideas? And make their ideas into a book. And um, sometimes that, that spins off into what we call ancillary products, which are usually other slightly book-shaped things like calendars or note cards and things like that. Um, and I have helped some of my clients with uh, fabric deals um, because they're not as complicated um, as other products. Um, but generally, my, my job is to find people with good ideas um, that can be put into a book-shaped thing. Um, and find the publisher that will do a good job for them. Awesome. And so when somebody um, has an idea, do they then just sort of blindly, you know, call you up one day or send you an email and say, <laughs> here's my whole idea? Or sort of what is the process or the back and forth look like, you know, if, if somebody's out there listening and says, oh, wow, I, I, I want to connect with a book agent? Yeah. Every agent has submission guidelines on their website and it will tell you exactly what they want to see. And, and a lot of times it's in terms of novels. Like they want to see the first three chapters or the first 50 pages, um, or something like that. And for crafters or people writing nonfiction, um, or illustrated books, that doesn't make any sense to them because they don't have 50 pages or three chapters or whatever. Um, and so then they'll write a, a, a nonfiction book proposal and there are 7 million websites um, that will tell you how to do that. And they're all roughly the same. And and I think that you could use any one um, and, and put the parts together in a way that would make sense to me. So um, uh, a crafter would write a book proposal um, and email it to me. They would send me an email. And a lot of times <laughs> they know one of my clients and they'll say, you know, Heather told me to contact you because I want to write this book about balloon animals or whatever it is. Um, and 
um, they'll say, here's my proposal and I will say, great. And I'll take a look at it. Um, so don't, don't ever call an agent on the phone. Um, we don't have time to talk to people on the phone who are not our clients. Um, and nobody wants to talk on the phone anymore anyway. Um, and sometimes meet crafters at conferences. And so they'll talk to me with actual words in real life, um, about their ideas. And I'll say, Hey, let's, let's go. This sounds great. Or what about this? Or have you thought about that? And sometimes I reach out to, to, um, people too, especially nonfiction things. Cause I'll say, Hey, I need a book or I want a book about X cause I think I can sell it. Um, and then I'll go and try and find the person to write it. And do you help authors sort of shape their proposal? So what if, you know, you're a first time author, you've never done this before, you look up on the internet, you know, how to write a book proposal or a query letter or whatever, and you put together what you think is going to be strong. And I know when I um, sort of pitched my first book, I did the same, you know, exactly that. And then um, actually, over the course of developing it, realized that it needed a lot of fine tuning. So can you help an author or a want to be author fine tune? Oh, definitely. Um, for a hundred percent, almost every single, I've only had like one or two proposals that were ready to go out of the gate. And it's not because the author was wrong. It's just because they haven't read a hundred million book proposals like I have. And they don't know that, you know, this kind of marketing information, a lot of people put marketing information in their book proposals that say, you know, 80 million people in the United States knit. And, and that is fine and wonderful, but those are not your book market. Everyone who knits is not your market. And so they, there's, especially in the marketing section, there's a lot of, um, misdirection in, in, and what's useful for a book proposal. But I have an editing background. I have an MFA in fiction writing. I'm used to kind of getting elbow deep in a proposal if it needs it. Um, I always say that it's not my job to make it my book. It's not my book. So it's my job to try and figure out the ways that an editor is going to say no fast, you know, like to say the easiest things that they're going to see to say, nope, I don't want to buy this and then fix those. Um, especially that that's true a lot in novels, but in, in nonfiction book proposals too, where I'm just, if I see a weakness, I'm going to say, Hey, we have to fix this part. What can we do to make it stronger? So it's harder for the editor to say no, because they want to say no, because they can't say yes to everything. Right. And so you can catch those red flags. So that is fascinating. And I know you know so much about this area. And um, there's so much more that we could talk about. But I want to um, talk just for a second now about why you decided to join Craft Industry Alliance. I know that we met at a conference um, in person, and we had, you know, been kind of internet friends prior to, um, and I think we were sort of just getting ready to launch, and um, and you were excited about it, and so I guess um, what you know, what are your what are your thoughts about Craft Industry Alliance? I think it's great. I think that the most valuable thing about it is is the fact that it's an organization with a clear message and outlook and aim, which is to bring us all together to say and share information because. No one wants to talk about business um, in the craft world and lots of other business, uh, you know, areas too. No one really wants to talk about money or terms or contracts or what they got or what somebody else got or how much, you know, you sold this thing for or what's your margins. You know, no one wants to talk about that because it feels like it's sometimes people think it feels rude. Sometimes people think it's pushy. Um, and we, I think as crafters being mostly, but not exclusively women uh, are not conditioned to talk about those things. Um, and we should be. Yeah. And the work that you've done to, um, really 
investigate things and to say, hey, this is what's going on at that store you shop at all the time. And this is what it really means when you sign up to do this thing online. Um, you have to read your contract. You have to understand how that affects your business. I think that is so invaluable. And like, I get really excited when you write another kind of investigative journalistic piece because I'm like, oh, what did Abby dig up now? You know, and I want to <laughs> know what the secrets are. So I just think that that level of sharing and that level of openness and encouraging that openness is so valuable for us as crafters and entrepreneurs. Absolutely. Um, and you've and written you've written two articles for us and um, both of them have been fantastic. The most recent one was about negotiating um, and about not being afraid to negotiate and not feeling as though you need to be friends with the people that you are doing business with. Um, and then you wrote one a while back about I think more generally about getting books published. Right. That's my job as well. Like I find the want to find the good ideas and want to match them with the right publisher. Um, but it doesn't go, I don't go away after that point. It's my job to negotiate the actual deal so that if the author doesn't want to talk about money directly with the editor, because that can be weird, um, that that's my job to do and to say, Hey, no, actually this is a really bad deal. Like, or this is a really low figure. Let's try to get it up to what we can. Um, and, and I, I want to, teach other people how to do that. Um, not because it makes me obsolete, like that doesn't bother me, but cause I can't negotiate everything for everybody, but you, you should know how to do that for yourself. You should know how to ask for what you want because no one's going to do it for you. And so I, I really like to kind of, I really like to talk about that stuff and share that information so that Hopefully it'll help. It'll help people, you know, make a better living or advocate for themselves more. Absolutely. And so in that way, you know, one of the things that I really like to do with Craft Industry Alliance is to bring people who are experts in their area in to either lead webinars or write articles for our journal so that we get the absolute best voices. And you are definitely one of them when it when it comes to to these particular issues. And so we so appreciate that. And, um, and I wanted to leave some a moment now for you to recommend something that you're enjoying right now could be business related if you've got something business related, or it just could be something awesome for somebody creative. Well, uh, full disclosure, she's a client. Um, it's kind of both my job to like, you know, hype my clients, but also when I choose to work with somebody, it's because I like their work because I get to choose whoever I work with. Um, I don't, I'm not obligated to work with anybody and it's no fun to work on things that don't bring you joy or excite you or interest you because you have to do a lot of work on these ideas. So, um, an agent just doesn't do any book just cause they can sell it. But that's aside. What I really love right now is um, Amy Tangerine's Instagram and she's an artist and she has a book coming out with Abrams um, called Craft the Life You Love and uh, she does a lot of bullet journaling and I'm not a crazy bullet journaler. Um, I have a, a modified bullet journal that works for me in keeping all the tiny little details I need to remember day to day but she does the most beautiful things in her journals and I'm a real paper like I love paper things and I love stationery and pens and things like that, like a lot of us do. And she will just have the most beautiful penmanship and beautiful like stickers and paint and all kinds of things on her journal. And it's like, it just makes me happy to see <laughs> that someone is making to-do lists that are so beautiful. And it encourages me to kind of look at my to-do lists um, as not just utilitarian 
and I, I feel better when things are neat and do better work when things are neat and pretty. Um, so it's kind of both, you know, it helps my productivity, but I also just really enjoy it. Absolutely. I love Amy. And, um, and I also love beautifying the things that we use every day. And so I think that that fits perfectly. So, well, Kate, thank you so much for, for coming on and sharing your experience. Happy to. I'm really glad. And thank you for all the good work you do. Okay. Bye. Bye. Kate is awesome. I feel so lucky that she was on board with Craft Industry Alliance so early on and has been such an enthusiastic supporter of us over the past two years. And it's members like Kate who contribute so much to our community because as she mentions, Kate has actually written some articles for our journal. And I want to talk a little bit now about our journal and flesh out what it includes. And that's a big part of what you get when you become a member. So our journal comes out um, twice a month, every other week, and in it there are always three articles and um, one resource. So our articles are all written by paid professionals. Um, we, we try and find really great writers. Um, the articles are anything from legal issues to sourcing products, um, small batch manufacturing, color trends, um, industry news, things like that. And um, they're all really valuable and they're all available uh, in our archives. So if you join them, you get access to all of those past issues of the journal. And then each issue also comes with a resource. And I just think this is so cool. And we have a whole library of them now available, two years worth, which is sort of amazing. Um, and I think there's over 50 of them. So um, these are things that are like a downloadable spreadsheet that you can fill in to help you um, prepare your business for, you know, if something bad happens. Like, you know, if you're running a professional business, that's probably something that you should do. So that's one of our resources. We have another one that's about... Um, where to get stickers made. And I actually just used this the other day because I needed to get stickers made for something I'm preparing for the holidays. And it's like, you know, there's all these places to get stickers made for your business. Like which one's the best one and which one specializes in the kind of sticker I need. And this, you know, we've compiled all that information with links directly there and feedback from our members as to which one's best. Um, so it's so valuable. And there's just tons of resources just like that um, that are in there. I don't know if you have another favorite resource that you turn to from from time to time, Kristen? Yeah, well, um, we, I remember we spent a ton of time compiling all of the craft book publishers and what what types of craft that they usually publish. And I think that, that one's pretty handy. Totally. Yeah, that's great. And same thing we did with magazine publishers. So if you, you know, want to get your, your things featured in a magazine, we've got a whole list and all of the, the links directly there, what's required, et cetera. So we're saving you lots of time and energy trying to figure all this stuff out. So why not have it all there for our members to use and contribute to? So that's something that you also get in the journal. And like we mentioned earlier if you join now you get all access to all those archives so you can you know go on there and take a look next up we have another uh, craft industry alliance member to um, talk with and get to know a little bit more about her business and also find out why she decided to join craft industry alliance so here is kara got warner hi kara 
Hey, how are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for joining us for this special episode. Thanks for having me. This is fun. So, Kara, if you can just tell us a little bit about your craft business, because I think it's so interesting. You've had quite an interesting journey and are at kind of a unique moment right now. I am, exactly. Um, So uh, I guess where should I start? I'll just kind of jump in where I am right now. And uh, so I work as a a mentor and a business coach, and I educate and empower budding and established designers and makers in their creative businesses, particularly yarn crafters, like knitters, crocheters that really want to take it to that next level. And I tap into my, my 15 plus years in the needle arts world as a knitwear designer, illustrator, and the former executive editor of Creative Knitting Magazine. And also I'm the host of Power Pearls podcast. So I share, you know, on, on-air coaching sessions, I chat with industry rock stars, as I like to call them. And, you know, I feel like having that ability uh, or having had the platform of the magazine has really helped me to develop some really amazing relationships in the industry. Yeah, that's great. And I I know I I sort of met you way back when, when you were working at Annie's and I happened to be out there recording an online class. So it's so fun that like people you meet years back, it's, it's like those relationships just grow over time. It's so true. And I was actually, before we jumped online, I was just sort of saying a little gratitude, you know, kind of had a gratitude moment. Like, how cool is it that I get to talk to people in this industry, in this world that I'm so passionate about? (laughs) Absolutely. That's one of the best things about working in craft, for sure. Um, What drew you to sort of reaching out to us and saying, hey, I want to be part of this? So many things. I mean, you know, I first joined a couple, I think probably now a couple of years ago um, when I was still at the helm of uh, creative knitting uh, because, you know, I found the Alliance to be like uh, definitely like a lifeline and a great way to, to help help me tap into what, what's going on in the industry and to also rely upon it as a great resource um, because, you know, I really wanted to get to know what other serious creative business owners were doing and, and listen to those conversations about how they were building their businesses. Cause you know, you can go to Ravelry or Facebook, but you know, you have to kind of sift through the noise, so to speak, but to really talk to people that were really serious and, and, and making it happen. So that's what first drew me to, to, uh, to the Alliance. That's amazing. Yes. Thank you so much. And it's people like you who are part of this and contribute your expertise, your opinion, your perspective that make the community so much richer. So we so appreciate your membership and your contributions as we go along. Well, and I also, I just wanted to add to that last sure. point too. It's like, the, it's so great that being in the, um, in this organization, then you can also share your expertise, write articles because, you know, you just gave me this great opportunity uh, to, to write a, a piece for the, for the journal, the Alliance journal. Journal. And then, of course, doing the webinar this, well, whenever this is, this is going to air later, but to do the webinar and podcasting. So it's, you know, there's so many wonderful opportunities, not only as a resource, but, you know, opportunities to, to do more, more and pay forward um, that Absolutely. knowledge. Absolutely. Yeah, that's totally true. So. And, and I think by... I have to say, like, I feel like by being able to um, pay contributors, even though we're not paying some extraordinary amount of money, but being able to pay people and respect them for their expertise and their time, I feel like 
has helped us also get expert voices like yours. So mm. that's been great. Um, yes. So the coffee clatch, did I say that right? Is it coffee and clatch? Coffee clatch, You right? got it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I've only been able to join once, but I really appreciate that you actually have the, uh, the recordings, um, you know, because it's, it's just nice to be able to know that you're not alone out there and to be able to sit in a video room with others that are out there, you know, working on their business. Because, you know, what we do as, um, you know, these solo creativepreneurs, however you want to phrase it, you know, we're, we're alone. And um, it's like, it's comforting because we can, it, it's like being in a community and to just have that lifeline. So that I really appreciate. And then the articles, you know, one in particular that I really felt found helpful was the Patreon article that was written a couple months ago, uh, just because it pointed out the realities about what it really means to build a membership model on a platform like that and how much more work it really takes than you realize. So that was just sort of like a, here's the real deal, you know, and I really, I just appreciated that re just it wasn't as polished but it was like still very very encouraging and inspiring um but what i mean i meant polished yes the writing but polished as far as you know you read something that says oh it's so great try this try that but it just kind of showed the pros and cons is really what i wanted to say um and then the webinars great great resource i find uh two two that i really particularly loved was the one on building you know creating and growing your newsletter base you know your lists and uh, also um may pack who did an uh, awesome um webinar recently on how to create facebook ads which was you know just really actionable advice i thought that was great she's she's just awesome so those are things i'm loving thank you so much <laughs> that's terrific and um i also wanted to give you a chance if you have something that's not craft industry alliance related but is just like a book or a tool or a website or even like yarn um it could be yarn or what's on your needles right now that you would like to just recommend in general for creative people um yes. yeah go for it I have four things. You're amazing. <laughs> okay. I'll be quick. No, because I don't. I, anyway, so they're all digital, digital things, right? So it's what really helps my business. It's like the lifeblood of my business, and it's Wordflow on my iPhone, Evernote, and As As Evernote, Asana, and Dropbox. Um, so I've heard of um, I've heard of Evernote. I know people who love Asana, and I definitely use Dropbox, but I haven't heard of that first one. So what is that about? Okay, Wordflow. It's on my phone. It's an app, and it, it's like Swipe. Are you familiar with Swipe for okay. your phone? No. So oh my gosh, when I when I found this the first time, I saw a friend doing. It, I'm like, what are you doing? Basically, you you take your thumb or your finger, whatever it is, and you swipe a word. Like it intuitively intuitively knows what word you are typing. I can I can type faster on my phone than on my keyboard, and I'm a fast finger you know typer you know on my keyboard. So you swipe the words, you know, typing an email, whatever you want to do. So oh, wow. you, it's the app. Yeah, check it out. Wordflow. Go into the app store. Check it out. So Wordflow. So I'm, that makes me really fast on my keyboard. So it'll then, basically like as you're writing. Let's say you're writing the word grateful and you start typing a G and an R. It intuits from the sentence or something like that that you want that word. It appears mm -hmm. the way that like autocorrect does or something and then you just swipe it? And no. No. It's even better than that. Instead of that, you actually start with the G with your thumb on it and swipe to the R 
Like you, it's like you're dropping, you're dragging, you put your thumb down and you drag across all the letters and all of a sudden it pops up and it pops up on your screen. So you don't even have to select it. It like types it as you're swiping it. Wow. This is really, really, okay. I'm going to go get this like immediately after we get off. So cool. And no one's ever mentioned this. I thought, oh my gosh. So that combined with Evernote, Asana and Dropbox because Evernote and Asana and Dropbox all are on my phone. And then they of course sync to my desktop. So if my computer exploded tomorrow it wouldn't matter because these four tools would allow me to literally conduct business anywhere and on my phone and I know (laughs) and I know you're a mom and I'm a mom and Kristen's a mom and being able to do that on your phone on the go is also such a huge time saver and lifesaver so that's terrific thank you so much for these awesome recommendations and thank you for being a craft industry alliance member we're super excited for the years to come and that we are here to celebrate our second year anniversary with you Yeah, I'm very excited. Thank you so much. Thanks, Kara. We'll talk to you later. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Bye. Kara has so much wisdom and expertise to share. She's amazing. We are so proud to have her as a member. And actually, this month, Kara taught a webinar for us all about podcasting, which is kind of meta, um, and how crafters can pitch to be on various podcasts and then leverage the experience of being on a podcast to actually grow their businesses. So if you do have that opportunity to get on one, how can you use that recording to help you know propel your business forward and Kara shared all of her expertise on that in this webinar so we are so proud to be able to offer that webinar and more like the one that she taught taught by all kinds of different industry experts do you want to talk a little bit about some of our webinars Kristen yeah I'll just um go through some of the ones that I thought were really interesting. Um, We had a webinar about how to choose an insurance policy for your small business. Um, We had one with Aaron Dollar about um, wholesale for craft businesses, which was really interesting. Um, Kim Worker talked about effective online teaching. Uh, Vanessa uh, Wilson, she she talked just kind of improvised. She's such a good and creative person um, about innovative ways to diversify your craft business. So we really have a lot of amazing presenters come on, real experts in their field. And um, the, just the webinars are all there, all recorded after the, after the live presentation. If you can't make it to a live presentation, then you can check it out later. Yeah, and I think it's cool to have these people come on live um, for if you can if you can attend live when you are a member because you get the opportunity to talk with them in real time. So you can ask your questions, your specific questions, and get them answered, which I think is such a cool opportunity. One of my other favorites, um, we had May Pack on, and she talked about how to do Facebook ads the right way. I just find Facebook ads so mystifying because there's so many options and I feel like it's kind of easy to waste your money and get not a whole lot of return. Um, And I was, you know, I'm just really hesitant to do that. So I've been shying away from them. But May has it totally figured out. And 
she made it simple and doable and I just felt like so I just I was like oh I this is such a huge confidence booster after um after hearing her webinar so for me I mean I feel like being you know being able to to learn from her in a setting like that is worth the the price of membership alone in all honesty so um yeah and we had we Sometimes after our webinars, we start a forum thread about um, about the webinar so people can talk about it and follow up. And we had some people after May's um, webinar talk about how they used Facebook ads and noticed a difference right away. So it was very valuable for a lot of people. Totally. I think that's so good. It's like news you can use, right? You can just put it into practice the next day. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that's the best. So um, this year, we've also been doing um, some legal Q&A sessions with an attorney. So these are super valuable. We have members submit questions in advance. And then we have a lawyer go through all the questions and provide insights and answers. And so we offered one earlier in um, 2017, and I'm excited that we're offering another one of these in October. So that's something that we plan to continue doing because I feel like getting access to a lawyer who understands craft and can answer your questions um, is hard, you know, and is expensive, frankly. And so this is super valuable uh, and something I'm really proud that we're able to offer. Yeah, even though she's, um, you know, she's legal only in certain states, it's still it's still usually information that is applicable across the board or you can take that information and, you know, find find a lawyer in your state. Absolutely. Like she's not going to answer your specific legal problem, but she can certainly speak to overall issues around contracts and trademark and that sort of thing. And it's so valuable. So, all right, we are ready to bring on um, our third guest, and um, we are going to talk now with Craft Industry Alliance member, Ann Martin. Here's Ann. Hey, today we're here with um, Ann Martin, and Ann is a paper quilling enthusiast and author who has been exploring the worlds of creative paper art and paper craft on her blog, all things paper since 2009 and Anne is a craft industry alliance member um, and she has also written for our journal thanks for being here Anne. oh well thank you for having me can you tell us a little bit more about your business what you do sure uh, what i love to do most of all is design patterns and write tutorials i love coming coming up with uh, quilt designs and then, you know, that, that makes it easy for folks who are new to the hobby to, you know, get inspiration and, and they can replicate what I've done and then go on and with what they've learned and create their own designs. And um, just I, clarifying, you said quill, not quilt, right? That's absolutely right. It's two yeah. L's, no <laughs> T. Uh, that's often uh, mixed up. But quilling has been around for hundreds and hundreds of years. Uh, it was popular uh, just back in the 1970s, and I had, I completely missed it then. But uh, about 15 years ago, I saw an article in Martha Stewart Living, and I just thought it was so beautiful. It was all these, you know, uh, pearled strips of paper that looked so graceful, and I just you know, wanted to try it immediately. So I went to the library, found some books and got started, joined some online groups and it took off from there. It, uh, it was a hobby at first, of course, and then 
I've been able to parlay it into a little bit of a business. I've done wedding, uh, customized wedding designs uh, for years mm -hmm. now uh, in mostly uh, marriage certificates that are signed by the wedding guests and then oh. framed mm -hmm. and they're framed and hung in, in the couple's home as a remembrance of their wedding. And, oh, I bet that's uh, beautiful, yeah. Yeah, they, they are pretty and, and um, you know, you can gear them toward the uh, color palette of the wedding or, or whatever the whatever the couple wants. Uh, but mostly I've been designing card designs, wall art, and then most recently jewelry. I love to make paper jewelry. Wow, that sounds really interesting um, and beautiful. You know, Abby and I were just talking about um, the article that you wrote for the journal um, about paper quilling and mm -hmm. um, how that's actually one of our most viewed articles. And it's really our prettiest article, I think. And, um, oh, that's you know, so nice to hear. Good. Yeah. And, um, and you know, ever since since I read that, I, I really see it everywhere. It seems to be very popular it is, now. It is definitely becoming more and more popular now. Yes. Yeah. yeah. In well, fact, cool. there was even there was even a, a United States um, Forever Love stamp last year oh. that featured a quill design. I think I saw that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. That's great. Well, can you tell us um, a little bit about why you joined Craft Industry Alliance and um, what what uh, you get out of your membership? Sure. Oh, I enjoy the membership a lot. It's just a great place to stay in touch with what's going on in the craft industry. I'm always learning something new from the blog posts, and it's just nice to meet you know like-minded people. Uh, one of my favorite blog posts recently was uh, by Katie Lane, uh, an attorney who wrote about how to become a confident negotiator. And yes. Now, I just, you know, I'm a, I'm a little bit of an introvert, I have to admit, but, you know, whenever I'm in a stressful situation, I can picture myself standing in my Wonder Woman pose. <laughs> she suggested that. That was one of her tips to prepare yourself physically, you know, when yep. you're entering into a negotiation. So I thought that was pretty neat. And Katie, I love Katie did a webinar, webinar for us, too, that was um, kind of on the same topic, and it was oh, really helpful. Mm -hmm. I will go back and look for that. That's another great thing about the website is, you know, the archives. Everything is there. In fact, I just need a huge chunk of time to go back and read all of the previous editions of the newsletter that comes, you know, every couple of weeks to my inbox, you know, that, that calls attention to all the latest articles. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's really nice to receive. It's all, they're all there. And, you know, anyone that joins, even if you join today, you get access to our whole archives right. of, of information. So it's it's there when you need it, not necessarily. You don't have to. It's well, that's not, true. It's that's not true. all timely information. Some of it is, but a lot of it is going to be relevant for years. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I like the current trends uh, articles in the blog. There, always, there was a recent one about scrapbooking trends. And even though I, I'm not a scrapbooker, but because I make quilt cards, you know, there is some crossover, like um, the latest icons were mentioned, you know, how rainbows and flamingos are super popular right now. So I'll know to incorporate them in my upcoming designs. Oh, and cool. Yeah. There, yeah, there was a neat post about becoming a cruise instructor. And that was something that I've been curious about because I think, you know, 
a, a quilling cruise could actually become a thing. So, I think so. That'd be yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. And okay. um, oh, there was another uh, starting uh, a, a niche magazine that gave me lots to think about too, because quilling is is such a, a small targeted audience. But you know, it doesn't have its own magazine. That's for sure. Uh, there you go. That's great. Okay. Well, thank you. Um, thanks for being a member and, and um, thanks for contributing. It's wonderful to have you. I was wondering if there's um, something that you're loving right now it doesn't necessarily have to be from Craft Industry Alliance, but a tool or a book mm -hmm. or website or something that you would recommend to, um, to our members. Sure. Yeah. Um, I can think of a couple right off the top of my head. I really enjoy blog posts by Laura C. George. She's a okay. business consultant for artists, and I, she sends out just a weekly blog post. And I love the way she starts it off. She'll say, you can read this in one minute and nine seconds or something like that. Just a small <laughs> little bite, you know, but it gets my attention every time. And then I find myself clicking over to read her, um, her blog post. That's terrific. She sounds like um, maybe she would be a good, a good writer for yes. us. Absolutely. She did a really neat one recently on what happens when somebody criticizes the price of your art, you know, how to, and then she gave all sorts of ideas on how do you handle that situation. Mm -hmm. Then I also love the Dear Handmade Life podcast. It, uh, oh, those yeah. ladies always make me laugh, Delilah Snell and Nicole Stevenson. Yeah. The, yeah, the organizers of Craftcation. And uh -huh. I just, I really enjoy their podcast. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Nicole is, um, she's done some of the art for our website. Oh, neat. So, I didn't yeah. realize that. Uh-huh. Um, we were just in touch with her recently about our um, our website refresh for our two-year anniversary. So that's okay. great. That's fun. I've listened to their podcast a couple times. I, I have to remember to put it in my favorites playlist. I haven't done that yet. <laughs> okay, great. Well, is there anything else you'd like to uh, talk about, Anne? Um. I don't. Oh, I know. One more, one more post that I really enjoyed was the one about Instagram bots. I had oh. never considered that they could possibly, you know, that there could possibly be a benefit. But that was a neat article on the blog. So. Oh right, because yeah. there's always there's so much controversy around them yes. for somebody to say. But actually, this might be a good idea. Was right. um, you know, something unique. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprising. Oh. Well, great. Well, thank you so much, Anne. Thanks for sure. being a member, and um, thanks for joining us here today. Well, certainly, and thanks for all you do. I've been a fan of Anne's newsletter, All Things Paper, for years, and it's amazing if you don't subscribe. I totally recommend it. She has her thumb on the paper craft world in a way that like very few other people do. So membership in Craft Industry Alliance offers you the opportunity to meet and network with members like the people that we're talking with today on the show. Um, and one of the ways that you get to do that is through our twice monthly Coffee Clatch online meetup. Yeah, um, Coffee Clatch is uh, one of my favorite aspects of Craft Industry Alliance. Um, we have, we use uh, online meeting software called Zoom and it allows us to have uh, meetings with as up to 50 people, I believe, and um, you can see each other. So we say at a certain time, we're all going to get together and people log on and they've got their coffee or sometimes they're at night, so they've got their wine, whatever. And it's an open-ended meeting um, and it's facilitated um, by another Craft Industry Alliance member, Deborah. And um, 
you know, people can come on and ask whatever questions they want. And the conversation sometimes runs toward teaching platforms and sometimes it's more towards um, social media questions. But, you know, usually about a dozen people come and they talk uh, openly and, you know, get to know each other. And it's really neat. Yeah, it's been great. And um, making connections there for future collaborations. And I learned so much just from sitting and listening to other people, you know, going through like what happened to them when they tried to get a book published or whatever, um, whatever recent thing happened in their business. And it's, you know, we talk about Craftsy, Creative Bug, we talk about everything. So it's been wonderful. And um, and if you are a member of Craft Industry Alliance, I hope you'll join us for an upcoming Coffee Clutch. So um, yeah, when, when um, Deborah does facilitate, she always sends us a list of topics that came up and we actually get a lot of journal content from those conversations because we're like, wow, this really is a, a good um, topic to discuss. We should find some expert and have them write about it. Yeah, we get a sense of what's bubbling up for sure. And then we can find a really good voice to talk about or shed light on that issue. So um, it's nice symbiosis, all of these different components. I feel like they all work together really nicely. Um, so, okay, we're ready for our final guests. It's actually going to be two guests. So this is Karen and Tracy. They are both Craft Industry Alliance members and they own Stitchery which is a brick and mortar retail space in Rhode Island. So here is Karen and Tracy. Today we're talking with uh, Craft Industry Alliance members, Karen and Tracy. Um, they are the owners of Stitchery, which is a brick and mortar store in Portsmouth, Rhode Island. Stitchery was created um, by them. They were two friends and they're both needle arts instructors. Uh, Karen teaches sewing and Tracy, Tracy teaches knitting. Um, their shared passion for the preservation and instruction of traditional needle arts brought them to the realization that an instructional studio space would be a perfect environment for sharing and nurturing the joy of such traditional art. So thanks for being here. Thanks so much for having us. Yes, yeah, thanks. Yeah, tell us more about, about your space and what you do. Um, our space is primarily a teaching space. We have a small amount of retail, but primarily it's classes. Um, and we teach uh, children and adults in uh, a wide range of crafts, actually, um, not only sewing and knitting, but, uh, you know, as much as we can cram in, really, there seems to be a huge gap in the education system for these kinds of crafts. So Yeah, not really so much um, those, those classes taught in schools anymore at all, no, not as much home ec and things like that. Yeah. Exactly. And art. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what else, what, um, in your space, are you the main teachers or do you have other teachers in there? We are the main instructors. We've invited mm -hmm. a couple of different guest instructors to do specialty workshops and things that we're interested in that our, our students are interested in, but that we can't personally teach. For example, we had a Shibori dyeing class. And um, just last month, we had a rug hooking class. That sounds terrific. I'm in Boise and we don't have anything like that here. I wish we did. <laughs> I might have to start something. Yeah. Um, okay, great. Well, you're Craft Industry Alliance members. I'm not sure how long you've been members, but can you tell us about why you joined? Well, I first learned about it, this is Karen, um, through Abby's website, Walsh and Apps. 
Um, I've been a long time reader of hers and I've also been a long time follower of So Mama So. It's just a terrific resource. And Thank it you. seems interesting to, um, to check it out. And I think I've been a member mostly since the beginning. And um, Tracy... I think I joined about six months ago on um, Karen's recommendation. But the main thing that sparked my interest was the fact that you were having webinars. Um, and the one that really interested me was the the whole insurance webinar you had, which was just about the time that we were really starting to get going. Mm -hmm. And insurance was a, a big concern for us because of having children in the space. Um, yes. A uh -huh. lot of equipment. Um and, you know, with it being an actual, you know, store space, we, we were worried about, you know, losses and people being injured and one thing or another. So that was a really useful webinar for us. Yeah, I think that's, um, that's something that a lot of people don't really think about and know that much about is different types of business insurance and what kind you need to have. And um, even if you're just a blogger, like, you know, like me, I, I still have business insurance. So, yeah, I I agree. That one was really interesting. So I'm glad you got something out of it. Was I think the variety of topics and resources that you've been providing are things that are so useful to really small um, businesses or single owners that are just starting out and really aren't sure what to do to get going. And you have a, a wide range of things. Um, the, the thing that really spoke to us recently was your template for a press release. Because neither one of us has a marketing background and we weren't really sure, all right, we're taking the leap of rent on a space and we need to fill our classroom with students. How do we get the word out? And that was such a critical launch point for us, yeah. being able to use that template. Um, and we sent it to everyone. We sent it to all the Rhode Island news outlets. And um, with that and the, the book, Handmade Marketplace, which gave some great tips on putting together a press kit. I, we got some serious attention yeah. right out the gate. Yeah. And we never would have gotten that if we hadn't had that boost. No. Oh, that's so great to hear. Well, congratulations on that. That Was that before you uh, opened the doors or right after? Yeah, yeah. right before. Yeah, right oh, away. Right awesome. Away. And I don't think that Rhode Island Monthly Magazine would have even known about us if we hadn't sent them the press kit. And that very quickly spiraled into winning an editor's pick for best of Rhode Island this summer. So, and that has really cascaded. Yeah. We've had so much business come in because of that award in the past couple of weeks. Well, terrific. That's so good to hear. Well, thank you. Thanks for being members and thanks for, you know, telling us about that. Cause I know you sent us an email that said like, Hey, this press, you know, press release really worked for us. And it's just something that's so, rewarding for Abby and I to hear that, you know, we send out this newsletter all the time and um, we we do these things and sometimes, you know, it's nice to hear back. Oh, we definitely, <laughs> so we appreciate wanted, it. definitely wanted to give thanks because yeah, it, it's huge. a great resource. We want, I want you to keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> oh, great. Well, thank you. Well, how about, um, do you have any recommendations for things that you love that not necessarily Craft Industry Alliance related, but books or apps or tools? Um, Related to well, related to the store, we couldn't have really marketed ourselves the same way without um, having a website. And neither of us have a website background in any way, shape, or form. And we used a uh, a company called Yola, um, okay. which enabled me to build the website without using a web developer. Which you know, it's a huge expense for people. 
yeah people want to be able to look at what you've got in your store or what classes you're running and they they want to look online um, uh-huh. and it's really enabled us to to put together the class schedule and um enabled us to do, make sales online um pretty easily explains and with a little bit of practice it's it's fairly easy to run and that's made a huge difference so well, we had a parent we, yeah. had, we had a parent just recently say I was signing up for for class for my daughter and it was so easy. It was like shopping on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's terrific. So that's called Yola, Y O L A. Yeah, yola.com. Okay. Yeah, it, it was a, it's been a really great platform for putting the web for putting any website together. Yeah. Terrific. All right. Thanks for that. Was there anything else? Oh, I have a couple of embroidery recommendations. I okay. I teach a lot of embroidery classes at the shop and um, one of the the best threads that I've come across is by Cosmo. It's a sparkly thread. So instead <laughs> of the metallic thread that you see in the store from DMC, which is really, really hard to work with, it's just gorgeous. It's from Japan and I love it. <laughs> okay, great. You said there were, you had a couple of them? Um, along with that, there's a free app that works extremely well for tracing embroidery patterns. Um, it's called Screenlight. And it essentially turns your iPad into a light box so you can transfer your embroidery designs without having to invest in any equipment. Oh my gosh, that's brilliant. What's it called again? Screen light. Screen light. Okay. That that is so brilliant. I was um recently looking at uh, light boxes for my daughter, but maybe we don't need one. My <laughs> nose. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for being with us, Karen and Tracy, and for being members of Craft Industry Alliance. Thank well, you thank for having you for us. Thank you Thanks. All right. Take care. I'm constantly wowed by what our members are doing and by the impressive businesses that they're running and they're also their willingness to be open and supportive with fellow craft business owners. So I want to let you know that Craft Industry Alliance membership is open now if you are, are interested in joining us. The rates are really reasonable for businesses of all sizes, whether you are like me, a business of one person working out of a home studio or whether you have multiple employees, we've made the, um, the rates for membership affordable for businesses of any size. We have um, three membership levels well um you know length of membership uh, we you can join for one year for 66 dollars or you can join for six months for 39 dollars we also have a um, corporate discount so if you wanted if you had a business that had let's say five employees that you would like to join then we can offer you a discount on um on all of your memberships and one thing that I really like about our memberships is that everybody joins as an individual. So everyone is an individual who owns a small business. They're not a business, you know, so we get to know each other pretty well. Absolutely. So even if you're CEO, you join as you and we get to know you, <laughs> which is yeah. great. Absolutely. Yeah. So head over to craftindustryalliance.org to check it out. And if you would like to write for our journal or for our blog or conduct a webinar sometime in the future, or if you have other ideas, please get in touch. You can reach both Kristen and me at hello at craftindustryalliance.org. And we are proud to be able to pay writers 
as well as webinar leaders, and we are totally open to new ideas as we continue to grow our organization beyond our first two years. So Kristen, thank you so much for joining me today on the Walsh Naps podcast. This was so fun. Yeah, it was. It's a great way to celebrate our two-year anniversary. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> and you've been listening to the Walsh Naps podcast. I'm Abby Glassenberg. Visit my blog, walshynaps.com, where you can sign up for my email newsletter to get the best in sewing and blogging and small business delivered right to your inbox each week. And if you enjoy the show, tell a friend about it. Thank you so much, and I'll see you next time.